Welcome to another edition of Bucky's Bunker here on our Miami Valley Golf podcast. Today, we're going to interview Ryan Winsler and Austin Sipe. Many of you may remember them from their amateur days in our market. Now they are young golf professionals and we're going to discuss how COVID and other things are affecting their path to the PGA Tour. Well, uh, I am uh, lucky to be joined by not just Bucky Albers today, but also two recent collegiate uh, success stories uh, from Wright State uh, Golf. They are Ryan Wenzler and Austin Sipe, and they are starting uh, down the path of professional golf, and we kind of like to catch up with them. So, Ryan, why don't you start us off and tell us where you are? Yeah, at the moment right now? Yes. Yes, sir. I am sitting out by the lake at Lake Nona, just uh, kind of trying to enjoy the outside right now and okay. and uh, this nice weather, that the non-rain, rainy day. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been pretty rainy down in Orlando most most for a while? <laughs> yeah, yesterday yeah. was pretty much all day. Okay. Um, which is expected this time of year, for sure. In Austin, you said you were in Orlando, is that correct? Yes, but I am uh, not outside on a golf course. I'm actually uh, sitting in my bathroom, uh, as quiet as it can be, <laughs> okay. and uh, doing my laundry, getting my golf clothes ready uh, for the day. Okay, all right. <laughs> uh, Austin, do you have an apartment there? Um, I sort of. So I know some family and friends um, all throughout Florida. Uh, so right now, um, with a, a family member um, in Orlando. Um, so just here for the time being, um, getting ready for tournaments and traveling here soon. And so, um, Ryan, are you, are you basing yourself out of Lake Nona or are you uh, traveling a little bit or how does that whole thing work out? Yeah, definitely traveling. And then, um, both Austin and I are members at Lake Nona. Okay. When we're in this area, we're practicing out of here and traveling when we can. Okay. Okay. Okay, so why don't we uh, maybe talk a little bit about, um, Ryan, what, what you've done since college. I know at the end of college, you played very well in the, uh, was it the uh, Horizon League Championship? Uh, yes. And then for, take us from that point on. What, what gets you here to this day? Uh, yeah, so it was my, my junior year uh, that you were referring to. On- okay played at the uh, Horizon League and uh, ended up uh, winning that. Um, after that season, um, kind of played a bunch of summer tournaments to kind of prepare for traveling uh, as a pro, and I wanted to try to get used to playing in events in different places and stay in places I don't know of just to kind of get comfortable, and okay. I did that all summer. Okay. Um, and then going into my senior year, um, I had another good year and, um, I was like, I, I really wanted to go pro. And, um, so after the, my senior year, I, I said, uh, I'm going to go for it. And I, uh, I waited, I did the same thing my senior year summer and played in a bunch of bigger amateur events and, uh, okay. turned pro in January of, of, uh, 18, 2018. Okay. Okay. So Austin wants you to maybe bring us up to speed as to your path from when you went in the Ohio... Uh, amateur, I think it was in 2017, until... Yeah, so it was, uh, it was 2017 okay. at Springfield Country Club. 
Um, so I actually played in the Springfield Classic. Um, it was like the month before. Okay. And uh, actually, so I won that event. Um, and that kind of like boosted, like kind of kickstarted the summer. Um, so fast forward a month later, I ended up winning it um, at Springfield again. And so um, that kind of just boosted the uh, confidence I'd been waiting for, knowing that, you know, I could close out an event. Um, and so I decided to keep my amateur status, um, just knowing that um, I automatically get into uh, future Ohio Am championships uh, without qualifying. Okay. And so I also knew that um, Moraine was coming up in 2019. So I thought that'd be just a really special way to um, finish my amateur career. And uh, I'm glad I stuck with it because I ended up qualifying uh, for the U.S. Amateur at Pebble Beach in 2018. Okay. 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 So, um, yeah, after that, uh, after the Ohio Am at Moraine, uh, I turned pro right after that. And uh, my first event was out in uh, Waterloo, Iowa okay. um, for the Waterloo Open. Okay. So, um, yeah, just been playing in professional events, uh, Q schools, um, ever since I turned pro and, uh, you know, just going one day at a time. Okay. Um, so I'm assuming both of you guys have, have put some financial resources together with family and friends to kind of get to this point. Yes. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Okay. Okay. And you've both been out playing now for what's that about a year and a half, two years now? Um, I'm on my uh, pretty much two and a half years of, okay. of professional golf. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Ryan, yeah, Ryan turned pro uh, before I did, so okay. I'm uh, in July. Uh, I'll be creeping up on uh, one year. Okay. Okay. Great. Fantastic. So, Ryan, let's talk a little bit about. I, I understand that you may have played a little bit of golf uh, down in Latin America. Is that correct? Yeah, that was my uh, my first ever pro event. Okay. Besides the little one day was the key school for Latin, yes, in uh, 18. Okay, so where was that at? And, 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 and talk us through a little bit about, you know, uh, the, the, the PGA Tour versus Latin America versus McKenzie versus China, which is all these opportunities that you have to play. Kind of try to lay it out for us as to what, what your path to the PGA Tour is. Yeah, so... Uh... I knew right off the bat that uh, my first event was going to be the Q School for Latin because that's in January of right when I turned pro. Okay. So uh, how it kind of goes is uh, Latin, McKenzie, and um, PGA Tour uh, China are kind of on the same tier. Okay. Um, and then from there, you can work your way up to Web okay. based on how you finish. And then obviously from Web or Corn Ferry. Yeah. Uh, it was Web at the time, now Corn Ferry. Yeah. You. Um, you can get your card onto the PJ Tour. Okay. Um, so for me, I felt like playing in that first Q school was not only a good experience for the actual Q school part, but also um, I, I uh, figured that playing on Latin would be a good uh, learning experience and uh, kind of dealing with the issues of uh, randomness in the <laughs> world of golf, and it definitely <laughs> happens down there. <laughs> so... It, which took some getting used to, but once I got used to it, that definitely uh, helped me um, kind of progress in uh, later events. What were some of the things that you had to get used to that you weren't used to from up here? So the biggest thing, not only just for Latin, but any type of pro event is playing for money. 
Sure. Uh, that was that was the first hurdle. Uh, I remember my first first event. I was like, man, uh, I can make this putt and I'll probably make some money. And then uh, yeah. it it took me a couple events to realize, like, hey, like that's not why you're playing. Like, obviously, you're trying to make a living, but you're also trying to get better. Um, and the money comes. So that was the the first hurdle. Um, the biggest thing down in uh, Latin America is I, I one I've never been down there. So obviously getting used to the language and um, the culture and how how uh, the golf courses are and just getting used to your practice rounds, just like everything's different. You're dealing with a caddy that doesn't speak English. Um, <laughs> so learning Spanish was a part of it. And uh, I mean, one, one good story is I, I woke up one day and I had an early tea time. Mm-hmm. And you always in Latin, you prepare for... Uh, issues to happen so I try to always leave and get there an hour and a half before and kind of kind of hang out if I need to okay. um, before I start warming up okay. but one day I woke up and uh, there wasn't a single it was in the Dominican Republic wasn't a single Uber in the area nothing <laughs> so I, I'm sitting there and I'm like well shoot how, how am I going to get to the golf course I never even thought of this being a thing so uh, I literally started walking down the street with my golf clubs okay. and I was like I'm bound I'm bound to find a taxi it's okay. gonna happen like okay. right like i have to yeah it's like it's like 6 30 in the morning okay. i end up flagging one down so i get to the golf course and and it took me a while to flag one down so i was definitely a little late to uh my warm-up okay but uh <laughs> that was one issue and then okay. uh another one i was in uh i believe it was uh i want to say it was chile yeah it was okay. chile okay um i didn't account for traffic the one time i decided like oh i'll be fine like it's it's really early why would there be traffic um it took me an hour to get to the golf course and it's only six kilometers away so uh i ended up getting to the course at 15 minutes before my tea time okay um and i mean obviously that's a something to adjust and sure my dad was with me and he was stressing out and i'm like dad (laughs) it's fine like i mean We'll get to stuff it. happens yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I ended up actually making the cut and finished pretty well in that event so it ended up being okay but yeah so, that definitely taught me how to just deal with uh, random randomness that could happen so that would have been the season of 18 is that what is that right yes okay so so how did so do you still have status on that tour so I played and when I when I was in the qualifier I I placed, I believe it was uh, 22nd, okay. uh, which got me, I was the like 68th conditional, okay. um, which I missed out on the first four events. Right. Uh, I did not get into them. Okay. And the way Latin works is it's about, it's about eight events in the beginning. I think maybe it was eight or eight to six in the beginning. And then the second half is about eight again. Okay. Um, so I played the last two of the first half. Okay. Um, and the first one was Dominican Republic, where I, I didn't, uh, I didn't make the cut. Right. And then the next one was uh, Ecuador. Uh, I missed the cut there as well. But before that, backtracking, I kind of forgot about this. I did a few of the Monday qualifiers. I went to Guatemala, and uh, okay. else? it was and Tijuana. Okay. So I tried to try to Monday into a few. So the first half was my kind of getting used to what was going on, and didn't play that great. Gotcha. Um, but then they have a little break in the uh, in the summer, and okay. I came back in the second half and got into four more events and made okay. the cut in two of them. Okay. And placed, I think, 25th on both. Okay. 
Are you are you pretty good with food at uh, places places like that? As in, like uh, all the way all the way down through there. I mean, uh, when you had breakfast, was breakfast something that you've had before? Or oh, down. Something you looked at that looked strange. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. Um, you, you don't. Uh, at least I can't uh, have the milk down there. Um, that's a that's a no go. Uh, their eggs actually are not refrigerated, which I actually didn't know that that was uh, actually kind of normal. It is. It is. <laughs> um, I was I went to the grocery store at one of the first events, and I'm like, "Well, shoot, these aren't in in the fridge. I'm not going to buy that." <laughs> so, but no, other than that, it was it was fine. And the the biggest hurdle was trying to order from the menu. I've had Google Translate out pretty much every time. Uh-huh. <laughs> so. So Austin, how did you get to Waterloo? Uh, is it was it Iowa? Yeah, Waterloo, Iowa. Uh, pretty much uh, right outside uh, Cedar Rapids. Okay, okay, all right. So that was your first professional event, and was that uh, uh, a standalone event, or was it on any kind of tour, or how did you figure out, you know, what what your path was? Because uh, you clearly didn't have qualifying opportunities when you turned professional, correct? For correct. a while, for a while, yeah. Yeah, correct. So it was more of just trying to see what was available um, at that time. Okay. And so you know, did some research. Um, you know, asked some buddies. You know, what they were going to be playing in uh, during the end of the summer. Um, so it was just a lot of researching. Um, you know, Google, and um, so it was. It was a standalone event. It was okay. basically like a state open. Okay. Um, but they open it up for people who are out of state gotcha. um, to uh, play in this event um, just by paying a uh, entry fee for the purse. So, um, yeah, I drove, I think it was the week after, um, I just packed my car up and uh, drove out there. And I was going to play in a Monday qualifier as well um, for the web at the time okay. um, in Missouri, okay. in uh, Springfield. Highland Springs probably, right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah, I think it was the uh, the price cutter um, okay. event out there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was your first one. So then you you hopped around most of the most of the summer, trying to hit like the Colorado Opens and things that would be amenable to outside uh, the state uh, residency kind of things. Right, right. And I didn't realize that uh, for about a three week period, um, you have like the Colorado Open. I forget which order they are. It might be the Waterloo first. Okay. Um, they have a uh, Grand Rapids event right after, and then you have the Colorado Open. Um, so I've heard of guys just basically staying out there for three weeks, just traveling to each site. Um, and so I actually just looked into, um, those three events and, uh, you know, due to the pandemic going on, um, they canceled the Waterloo and the Grand Rapids, um, but they are going to have the Colorado open, um, for this year. And so I'm actually going to most likely play in that, um, because my sister, uh, actually lives out in Boulder. So, uh, yeah, so worked out pretty good and uh looks like that's going to be on the schedule um as they have a uh 18 hole qualifier to get into that tournament gotcha gotcha so so right now you kind of brought up a good spot so 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 have have you heard anything about what's going on with the pga tour and their idea of having many tours this summer because obviously you're not going to latin america obviously the mckenzie tour is not playing China's obviously shut down. So 
Have you heard anything on that shape at all, or how does that fit into your, your scheduling? Yes, yeah, so, actually, uh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, I actually heard today that uh, about that. I actually didn't know. Um, okay. I heard from a friend that uh, he said that they were going to have a full Latin season, um, and I didn't. I don't know if he said uh, anything about like it being in the states. But I also heard okay. today from someone else that yeah, the PGA Tour was trying to set up mini tour events, basically. Yeah, Florida, that was news Texas. To me. Yeah, Florida, Texas, uh, Georgia, kind of some of the warmer spots of the country. So. But I think it's supposed to start in July. So, anyhow, I don't know how those will qualify. So you you really are kind of like a person without a golf event anymore right now, correct? And how long's that been? And was it two two months? I think or three okay. months? <laughs> okay. Yeah, about March. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are just practicing and playing at Lake Nona and and uh, going from there. Yeah, yeah. I was um, I was injured all summer. Or not summer. When was that? Uh, yeah, throughout the winter, I was injured, and um, I then the pandemic happened after probably two months of being healed up, and okay. then uh, so I kind of took this time to basically just practice and get yeah. ready for events. Okay, okay. And so, uh, so then Austin is your next event, the uh, uh, event in Colorado. No, so I've actually, uh, the Swing Thought Tour, um, which kind of runs up and down the East Coast, okay. um, has, been, has been going on still. Okay. So they just had an event um, last week in Knoxville. Okay. Um, so I played in that, and then they're actually going to have one in Orlando at the uh, Disney Palmer course, okay. uh, June 10th and 11th. Okay. Um, so I'm going to play in that, and then the, really the next one after that is the Ohio Open, okay. uh, June 29th through July 1st. Okay. So um, that's really on the schedule. So okay. it's basically a month-to-month process of looking around, seeing what's available, okay. um, looking at traveling. Gotcha. Um, but other than that, yeah, I've just been looking at the, the mini tour events as well as state opens um, as of now, now that the, uh, the Q schools aren't happening uh, this season. So, so Ryan, are you basically in the same situation? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm playing in some some uh, little one dayers that are around okay. uh, Orlando for the okay. time being. Okay. Uh, it's called the Moonlight Tour. Okay. Um, and then any other tour that I see that I should play in, I will. I will play in. But yeah, it's like Austin said, it's pretty much like month to month because you don't know what people are going to have with their event. You, people are canceling, so it's just kind of kind of just depends. Okay. Okay. How about practice? Uh, how much practicing uh, do you guys get in with this jumping around and trying to find events and so forth? Do you have a regular practice uh, schedule? Uh, yeah, it's um, it it definitely depends on on uh, the events. Like so, during this past couple months, for me at least, it's been just a lot of. A lot of practicing, a lot of hours because I don't have an event. I'm finally healthy. Um, I can put in a bunch of hours without hurting myself. So for, for the past two months, it's been a lot of practicing, some play, playing some golf, just trying to better my game. And then it's definitely different come tournament time. I mean, you're not trying to go out there and, and practice for 10 hours and then try to go play an event the next day. It's uh, <laughs> too tired. So it definitely depends on events and what time of the year we're at 
for sure. Yeah. And and are, uh, Ryan, is there anything special you're you're working on with your game? Uh, I'm trying to hit it better. <laughs> <laughs> are we all? <laughs> That's the big uh, thing. Uh, I, I when it, when I was hurt, I formed a couple bad habits, and I'm basically just trying to fix those. And uh, me and my uh, my coach Kevin Jones, Austin has the same coach. Yeah. We've been working hard at it and uh, working on different things and trying to trying to hit cuts. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, when you're working with Kevin, you're working back here, right? Yeah. So like, if I'm in town, I'll definitely come see him, but. Um, we'll, when I'm in, in Florida, we'll, we'll send videos and we'll, we'll talk. Um, Austin has done a couple FaceTime uh, lessons with them and, uh, yeah, he definitely tries to help out as much as possible because I mean, I mean, we, we, we don't get the knowledge from nowhere. It's, you gotta have someone and Kevin's a really good coach for that. Mm-hmm. And he's been there too. So that's good. That's good. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. Like he, he's been, he's played on the, um, on the Canadian tour and, he knows how to compete, and I mean, some some of our lessons we're just straight up talking, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, the knowledge he has from experience is is priceless. So, yeah, yeah kind of to piggyback off what Ryan's saying, um, it's also really neat. So, uh, Kevin's also caddied for Ryan and I um, in some events. So, Kevin actually caddied for me in Q school, um, and it's just really interesting just hearing his process. Um, you know, when you're stepping onto the golf course um you know versus when you're just you know getting a lesson from him like his knowledge on the golf course is you know even even more exceptional uh just by simpling things uh making the process easier for hitting the shot just being really uh, detailed uh specific um and getting through the round okay so are you guys both pretty much without a key school opportunity until i guess it would be next fall is that what I'm seeing? Uh, I think so. I mean, I um, yeah, I th- I I don't know 100 percent, um, because I yeah, I, I know the only one that I think they will have. Actually, I know they will have. Now that I think about it, is uh, Canadian Q School. So I I already played in uh, McKenzie Q School. I already played in mine um, for the 2020 season. And Austin, he did, they didn't have his yet. So uh, okay. they're going to reschedule and have them next year. Okay. And that no, was, you say you would say you've already played in yours uh, and not his. Uh, how are your two opportunities different? As with, in the career to Q schools. So his was, if I'm understanding the question correctly, his my Q school was the earliest one or the second earliest. It was uh, about like I think it was like two months before the actual season, maybe even more. Um, and Austin's yours was supposed to be mid-April, right? Yeah, my, so mine was uh, pretty much the last one at uh, the TPC Sawgrass Dye Valley uh, course. And that was, yeah, middle of April. Um, so that was basically in the midst of um, all the uncertainty going on. Um, so they just kept updating us week to week, um, letting us know um, what things were to happen. And they actually just updated me uh, pretty much over the weekend when I was in Tennessee that uh, that they canceled the rest of the Q schools. Wow. Oh, so there's, there's not going to be one for you? Uh, nope. No, unfortunately not. Um, but, you know, there's there's really nothing I can do about it. Um, you know, I'm sure it was a tough decision on their part, but um, for sure, um, you know, they got to keep everyone safe, um, make the right decision, and uh, just plan ahead for the uh, next season. 
Okay. So you guys are going to be hopping around through next fall. Just yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of miles are going to be put on our cars. Yeah. It sounds like. <laughs> so Austin, if I remember correctly, did you not caddy a little bit uh, this past winter and even the winter before a little bit? Um, so this was actually my first season uh, that I didn't caddy. Okay. Um, right after I graduated in 2018, okay. um, I started working at Seminole, and then okay. I also worked uh, 20 the season of 2019 as well. So I spent two uh, winter seasons at a Seminole Golf Club okay. in uh, Jupiter. Okay, and that helped with some contacts, I'm assuming, and and. Uh... I've seen some pictures on social media with you and some pretty famous people. Who have you met along the way? Yeah, so my um, my first season I was there. Um, just kind of a quick story. Um, you know, I met I met an unbelievable amount of people. Uh, you know, but first that was all because of Alan Fidel, okay. um, who I'm sure you and Bucky are uh, familiar yeah. with, uh, with his role in the Ohio Golf Association. Um, so Alan helps me get in there, uh, just by the luck of the draw that we were paired together, um, when I won the Ohio Am in 2017. So, um, you know, long story short, I got in there, um, worked for Bob Ford and, uh, they have a caddy, um, they have a caddy member event there, um, where the members pick a caddy, um, it's a two man event and it's a best ball, um, net and gross. And so, um, you know, when I got in there, I got in there in December, and the season already started in October. Um, so I was kind of the, the new kid on the block. You know, everyone was wondering, like, who the heck is this kid coming in here? And, um, you know, I just made sure I put my head down, uh, worked hard, and kind of proved uh, who I was. And so um, before the event, you know, word got out uh, by some of the caddies that they heard I won uh, the Ohio Am. And so right before the uh, caddy event, um, the club president, uh, Jimmy Dunn, uh, heard about this, and uh, he ended up uh, picking me as a partner for that event. Okay. So that was, that was a really special time, um, just being able to walk alongside Jimmy um, as well as some other famous guys. Yeah. Uh, and also they have the pro member event, which, uh, you know, anyone who's into golf uh, history – that stuff is a really cool event that they have the uh, Monday after the Honda Classic. Okay. So uh, my uh, my first group uh, that I had, I got the caddy for Webb Simpson, and then uh, Roy McElroy and Dad uh, Jerry were in the group as well. So I got oh. to spend four and a half hours at Seminole uh, watching some really good golf. <laughs> <laughs> That's neat. That's neat. Um, you and know, you parked you park cars there too, didn't you? I did. I did park cars. Yep. I was uh, working as a valet um, as well as caddying. So um, had some days where I'd park cars in the morning, maybe get in a couple uh, car washes, and then hit the, uh, <laughs> hit the bag and carry for uh, eighteen holes. So um, and I was, you know, I'm not gonna lie, I was probably driving some cars that were out of my price range but, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah it was uh, it was it was for sure a memory uh, that you know I'll, I'll hold for for a very very long time <laughs> okay. so you know in closing guys do you have uh, 
any uh, places that people can follow your um, uh, your schedules and, and your results? Do you have your own web pages or anything like that? Or, or are you doing it through social media? Or how can people keep track of you guys? Yeah, I do it through uh, social media on okay. Uh, Instagram. Okay, Instagram. Um, yeah, my uh, my name on there is just my full name, Ryan Winsler. Okay. Um, so I, I try to post uh, where I'm traveling and stuff on there, and okay. um, results when okay. they when they events are actually happening. Okay. All right. And uh, yeah, I got I, I have a social media as well. I don't have a web page. Um, you know, I try I try and post as much as I can. I'm not that really Instagram savvy as far as posting golf and right. stuff. Uh, but mine is uh, a underscore uh, type. Okay. Okay. Well, great. Bucky, do you have any closing uh, comments or? Uh... No, I, was just, I, I just wanted to look back uh, just for a minute about sure. uh, uh, Turnerville High School. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, you were a year ahead of Austin in high school. No, we were the same. But you were in the same year. You were seniors at the same time. Yeah. yeah. So you both graduated in what year at Centerville? Thirteen. Yep, thirteen. Okay. And then uh, somehow in college, uh, did you both graduate from Wright State at the same time? Uh, I was in seventeen. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think Ryan, Ryan graduated before I did. I had an extra semester um, with just finishing up classes, and then I did a semester of coaching. So I think you got yeah, yeah finished before I was. Yeah, that's what I was looking at these, and they 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 jived at one point, then they didn't jive, and I just wanted to make sure I had that right. Gotcha. And, and one thing, uh, Ryan, you're you're about six two one eighty. Yes. And what about you, uh, Austin? Um, I'm probably just under six two, but uh, yeah, solid one one ninety. A solid one ninety. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it depends if if I'm visiting home, I'm one ninety. If I if I'm not at home, I'm, it's uh, down to one eighty. You know, get that skyline that I missed. Yeah, when, I, when I was cadian, I was not one ninety. I was more like one seventy. Okay. Is that right? Well, <laughs> yeah, that'll wear you down. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Okay. Well, well, that's all I have. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for joining, and I appreciate it all. And um, we'll get this up, and we'll share it on our uh, Spotify and all that kind of stuff. So thanks for being with us. Awesome. Thank you so much. Most thanks, welcome. Steve. Thanks, Bucky. Right. Thank you on my behalf as well. Good talk with you guys. All right. Okay. Same, same to you. Okay, Buck, I'm right. still on if you want to chat. Hey, Bucky. Yes. Is that was that okay? I know I took a lot of those questions, and I yeah, yeah, no, I, that okay. was fine. That was fine. You okay. were well versed to do that. Okay. So that was that was great. All right, all right. And you are a, a pro golfer, you know. Say that. And again. So you know, you know a little bit about finding tournaments and. Oh, I was just thinking about. I was gonna, I was going to throw out, you know. So back when I was playing, it was the North Florida Tour. On uh, Thursday, Friday, the Space Coast Tour on Monday, Tuesday, Central Florida on Wednesday. And then you'd hit the PGA of America stuff when you could. And uh, they didn't play nearly as often. So, oh, yeah, there's all kinds of stories. But I never got to Latin America, you know. And even back when I was playing, you know, uh, based on national standings of the PGA of America, what was the Ben Hogan Tour, which became the Nike Tour, had five spots for every event. 
And so probably in the early 90s, I probably played in 15 or 20 Nike events and never made a cut. <laughs> My dad caddied. He had just retired. It was great. We went and, you know, the Highland, I think the longest running uh, event uh, was the one that Austin had mentioned um, at Highland Springs. And uh, that's one of the longest running uh, Nike events or whatever they call it now. And then the one in Knoxville. I think they still have it at Fox Den. So, I mean, all those kind of places, you'd get a call on Thursday of the week before, and it's like, Dad, you want to go? And I said, okay. So I had a real nice job down in Cincinnati at that time. So those were good days. Those were really good yeah, days. Yeah, I'll bet. I wasn't very good, though. I, I really wasn't. It just <laughs> uh, so. Anyway. Well, good is relative, you know. It's relative to That's exactly where, right. where you are and who you're playing against. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So, but uh, I, I commend these kids. All right, kids. I think All this right. ought to make an interesting one. Okay. Uh, I learned a lot just from uh, listening to it. Yeah, what? Thanks for listening to today's podcast. For more information, be sure to visit MiamiValleyGolf.org.